This episode of the Clary Podcast is brought to you by Steve's Jerky. Go to facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. Go ahead and get some homemade beef jerky by Steve. Uh, you can see pictures of uh, his facilities and his smoking operation, all that other stuff. So if you like beef jerky, go to facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. Tell him the captain sent you. Welcome to the Clary Podcast. Division of Aaron Clary LLC. Brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host, Captain Capitalism himself. World's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Checky check check check. That is Adam Piggott's. No, that's not Adam. That's uh, the great one himself. Cynical Libertarian Society. Look it up on you. I'm confused because both these guys, both these guys were whining on the podcasts because Adam sent me something about uh, Don Rickles dying. And I didn't get it. Oh, what's this now here? Hang on, hang on. What? What is wrong? Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you. Thank you for interrupting the podcast. Freaking nerds. Anyway. Uh, so Adam was complaining because I didn't mention the Don Rickles uh, bit he sent and the great one himself. Dared to say that um, if, uh, what was it? That if we don't mention him, it's not a real pod. I'm taking care of both of you. I'm taking care of both of you now, you two whiners. Uh, one over on the other side of the planet, both in terms of hemispheres, north and south and east and west. Used to know the difference. And it's the Clary Podcast. So uh, I am trying to get a segment in here. I agreed to play Sober Cab to a bunch of pre-drunk. They weren't drunk yet. As a matter of fact, I don't think... Well, no, a couple of them had a drink. I agreed to um, sober cab my mother and my aunt and a bunch of old middle-aged ladies. And um, and uh, they were they were sober when I left them. And I'm kind of fearing picking them up now. I got the phone right here. On I'm on their beck and call when they when they say... And, and they were all surprised. They were all surprised. Like, like oh, wow, it's really nice of you to do this. Like, oh, you really know what happened. Well, I've been get, let me explain something. I'm going to explain something here. I've been getting this a lot from from all sectors, all sides, friends, loved ones, family. You know, it's 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 uh, these aren't the enemies. These are the people that care about me. <clears throat> They're all of a sudden shocked now that I'm doing nice things. They're uh, they're they're like, oh wow, you you're sober cabbing. You came out and visited. I've had people, oh, you came out, and that's nice that you came out. You know, it really means a lot to people. Like one time I remembered a birthday by complete accident. And I choose not to remember a birthday. I just accidentally like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's I think it was my dad's birthday. I can't even remember because I don't remember people's birthday, let alone my own. And they're kind of like shocked and amazed. Like, whoa, like, like I turned a new leaf. Like, you, you really, oh, it's good to see that, you know, people were worried about you a little there and. It's nice and look, hey, you you loosened up the purse strings a little bit. Hey, look, you're buying some nice food. Oh, you 
You dressed up a little. What happened? Oh, it, it, like you turned a leaf. Turned a corner. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, look, guys. <laughs> it's not like I was choosing the life of poverty and not calling people. Like many years ago in college, this is before cell phones. We had long distance. This is something you kids don't understand. If you want to call out of state, I think even even out of the county, because I know if we had to call some cousins back in Milwaukee, it was, it was long distance. You had to pay extra per minute or something like that. So you wouldn't, oh, you can't call long distance. Don't call long distance. Oh, can't do long distance. And you have to wait until the workday was over for you to call long distance and not get charged. So you never called long distance. Well, this was still in effect in the early 90s. And I couldn't afford long distance. It wasn't part of my phone plan because I couldn't afford it. Well, here's how bad it was. Let me explain to you. I don't, this is why I don't want to hear about any problems. I couldn't afford lip balm in winter. So my lips were always chapped and cracked and bleeding. And then I wonder why I had trouble getting dates. But I, I'm just saying... It was that bad. It was that tight. And not that it stayed that bad once I got out of college and didn't have to pay for college and I could start affording some of the basics. But there was no fancy clothes. I wasn't able to actually start traveling until I was 30. And now finally that I, I wrestled the mortgage down. I ended up having getting to refinance it. Things are finally going well now. My, they're not going spectacular, but they're going well enough. That's like, okay, now... I can afford this one nice shirt, which I still got a deal over at Kohl's on. I, I still don't, I, I don't buy designer crap. I just buy good looking clothes. And not a lot either. I have the same three fancy shirts I bought in Kohl's in Casper, Wyoming. These are my three very nice shirts. That they lasted very long. The jeans don't last as long, however. But okay, yeah, now now I can I can buy dinner for my parents. I can afford a round of drinks. I never understood that when you were young. And I know a lot of you younger people out there, you're listening now because you're poor. You're, oh, yeah, Claire, he's poor like I am. But have you ever sprung for a round of drinks? Oh, I never sprung for a round of drinks. Are you nuts? Why am I buying? And who could afford that? Who could afford to buy everybody's drink? Like six people are there, sometimes 10, sometimes 12. When you're younger, there's more people out drinking. Uh, this round's on me. I'm like, who the hell are you? How the hell do you afford a round of drinks? That's my that's my my grocery budget this week. So I never bought a round of drinks. I bring my laptop in when laptops were literally they they um this they weren't even around for a decade and then I was putting together my online classes. People would make fun of me. Oh, loosen up, Clary. What is like? You don't understand. <laughs> my parents didn't pay my way through college. I don't have a Federal Reserve of of the bank of parents to bail me out on this one. You know, like. I, I can't, there is no room for error. I need to finish working on this. I need to, I need to have other sources of income. This needs to pay off. Oh, come on, man. You go, oh, loosen up, loosen up, loosen up. And now the tides have finally turned where everybody's indebted to the hilt. Not necessarily my friends, but I'm certainly, if you look at debt, I'm certainly probably, no, I'm not, I'm not. I take it back. DT's in better shape. DT has his mortgage paid off. But I'm certainly in the top three of no debt, not income. And they're, oh man, hold it. And then the same people who were buying rounds of drinks 20 years ago are asking me, how do I do it? How do I sleep in till 11 a.m.? 
Oh man, I can't all be like you. Yeah, yeah, actually you could have been like me. You could have actually absolutely freaking been like me. You could have not bought round of drinks and you could have put that towards the mortgage that you had. Or you could have put it towards your student loans. Or you couldn't have bought a fancy car. Jeez, Clary, he's a shitty car. Where'd you get where'd you get this one? I got a rolled over car one time. It was um salvage. Salvage vehicles, by the way, are great. So I take a baseball bat to your car and I'm like, nah, I got it salvaged. Jeez, oh, Claire. You know, the rolling of the eyes. <laughs> so now, oh, old Claire Meister, his plan has paid off. The long game, guys, playing the long game. And now I'm the one sitting pretty. And and they're wondering, like, why all of a sudden I'm nice. It's like, look, I have been the, the, the exact same. I want to curse, but I'm going to try and do a curse for you. But I've been the exact same really freaking nice guy I've always been. I've always been this nice. It's just there was no money. You know, you know what 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 you know what what fancy clothes take? They cost? They cost money. You know what a round of drinks or a dinner or a, a fancy scotch costs? It costs money. And and you know what? All that driving around and going to parties, and let's show up to this party, let's show up to that party, let's go here, let's go there. You know what that costs? That costs gas. But you know what gas costs? It costs money. And so people think that this is like, and to get the money, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, to, traditionally, in order to get money, you have to work. And until very recently, pretty much all the money would come from, from a job. And I, again, this is really going back far. It's maybe I'm moving too fast for some people. But you have to go to a certain place for a certain amount of time. They prefer eight hours a day, probably nine 10 or 11 if you include commute, and they insist that you only do what they want you to do at that place. So it wasn't like I could just go and work for my laptop all, you know, uh, vagabondy. So two advents, two uh, uh, innovate. I don't want to say innovation, two advents, I guess is the right word. Two... Um, Evolutions have occurred. One, I've, I have very little debt, very little expenses. And now, thanks to many of you and advertisers and book sales and consultations and all that other stuff, the old Claire Meister has money. Additionally, I do have a job. I know everyone thinks I don't have one, but I do have a real job. It's, it, it's just not traditional. This job, however, allows me to work from wherever so I can drive now with my money, put that in quotes, and and go crash on somebody's couch and then I can visit people. And people think like, they thought this was like a choice. They thought it was like, you know, here I am in this in this coma and like I chose to be in this state of unconsciousness and then just woke up like, oh, geez, Clary. Well, yeah, you know, we were wondering if you didn't like us, you weren't saying nothing. Why didn't you come and visit? Jeez, why don't you just get out of the coma? It's like, <laughs> yeah, because I had a choice about being poor. I had a choice of all this bullshit that happened. Yeah, just, oh, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I, I chose to stay in a coma. I chose to be poor. No, I was just, I was just a Scrooge. It was all just shits and giggles Scroogey. That's why I wanted, I wanted to be like, Scrooge, not Scrooge McDuck, the fun guy who had a little bit of fun with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I mean the old Scrooge from the black and white movies. 
Yeah, I didn't want to visit anyone. I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to have fancy drinks. Boy, was I happy with Gordon Swill whiskey. That was really fun. There was there was real whiskey, and then there was the crap I drank beneath it. That that they lift the the thing up off the floor and they grabbed it. All right, here you go if you really want it. It tastes like turpentine. Is it is it a dollar a shot? Okay, thank you very much. Yes, like I chose that, and now I, I just and I was kind of like, wow, that's what people were thinking about. They really thought that I just chose to not party. I chose to do work. I chose to have crappy clothes. I chose to have a rolled over car. Because yeah, I mean, it, it's just only money. It feels so fucking good. It feels so freaking good. To be proven right on everything. I know it sounds like an arrogance, but no, no, I am. I am. I was right on the Asian currency crisis. I was right on the dot-coms. I was right on the housing bubble. I'm right about not spending money. I'm right about not having kids. I'm right about freaking everything. And now it's finally paying off. All was wrong on many things. That certainly has held us, old the old Claremeister back. But finally, now, things are normal. Things are the way they should be. Well, I don't know. See, and that's the other thing. Is it so rare to get this? No, I don't trust it. (laughs) I don't really trust it. (laughs) Paying off the mortgage. When the mortgage is paid off, then then maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll order two. Maybe I'll pay for a round. Yeah, you get whatever you want. Maybe I'll do that. But I sell you off. Well, I'll make sure I have no debts before I just go start buying rounds for people. Oh, just the, and I guess what, what really hit me is it's like my friends and they're not being malicious or mean guys. I'm not, I I, I'm just like, what did you think? Did you think I wanted to be this way? It's like a kid that that's a paraplegic. Why don't you just go pole vaulting? Oh, jeez, Come on, man. I mean, there there wasn't, I I don't know. Like, did you not see me? Did you? People who have known me for 20 years, like, did you not see the place I was living? Did you not see me when I was at Ghettos in the Sky? You were there. You were at a party. Do you remember when I would bike downtown to work because I didn't, I couldn't afford parking? Do you remember the basement I lived in for seven years? And the other basement I rented from my buddy for a year before that? Do you guys remember that? I mean, what's that like? I just want to know. Like, oh, what is that like having that backup, you know? Or that maybe it's naivete. It's not like, oh, my parents will bail me out of anything. My parents are there for me. Oh, you know, my dad will pay for this. Or I can always crash at home. Like, what's that like? Or is it, or is it a naivete like you just never thought about it and then you built up a bunch of credit card debt and a bunch of mortgage debt and stuff like that? Oh, which very few of my friends have, by the way. This I'm, I'm applying to other people. But what's that like? To live in this blissful... Age? Oh, I know what it's like. It sucks to be you now. It sucks to have all this credit card debt and, and, and housing debt and mortgages that you can't afford. It sucks to still have student loans well into your late 30s and 40s. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I was such a prick back then. I don't know why I was such a penny pincher. Why not just loosen up? Huh? Loosen up, Clary. Come on, loosen up. and i don't dare say i'm gonna coast for the remaining 35 years of my life because i know i just know something's gonna happen i just know you know it'll be it'll be youtube monetizing one day 
it'll be the, uh, the they'll start charging internet. Just something's gonna happen. Just something, cause that's how it goes. I'm preparing and I'm adapting. You know when I'll be? I'll know that I'm financially successful when I don't die in poverty. That's how you know you 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 didn't you weren't a failure financially. You you have you won't die in poverty or you die not in poverty. Then that means you won. Ironically, you can't enjoy life, so you have to yeah just loosen up. Yeah, but I saw we're loosening up. Hey, just loosen up. Hey, I'll buy a round. Next round's on me. I've seen where that's gotten people. Now, oh my God, jeez. Obviously, can't go into details, but man, man, was I wise? I was very, very wise not having children. Very wise not buying McMansions. Oh, you need a house. You know, this house. It's in this nice neighborhood. Do you get in the oh, we're in this neighborhood. We're in this neighborhood. It's just the neighborhood everybody else wants to. Buy. I'm like, yeah, I noticed with the pricing, that's the na- that's the neighborhood everybody wants to be in. I don't know why. There's a perfectly good neighborhood over here with a perfectly good house that that other people for a third the price. But it's not this neighborhood. Oh, so I figured I'd get a little segment in. While the ladies are out getting hammered, heaven help me when I pick them up what state they're going to be in. Oh, they're all picking on me. They're all picking on old Clary. Sad old poor Clary. Everybody picks on him. And then if anyone actually treated me nice, then I'd be like, what's wrong? What do they want from me? Called me sir. That guy called me sir. Why? What does he want? Oh, he's a panhandler. He just wants me to give him my time in the form of money I had to work for so he could sit there on his ass and dupe you stupid leftist idiots into thinking, oh, he's just poor. He's a vet. You see, he said he's a vet. He's an Iraqi vet. Mm-hmm. Really? Is he now? Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, where's the sponsors? Let's get a little bit of sponsors in here. Bang this out early. Uh, Praxy, if you guys want to talk to me for whatever reason, you can directly download the Praxy app on your phone. It's P-R-A-X-E-Y. I'm on that network. It's just starting out. It's not even a week old. Um, but if for whatever reason you needed emergency asshole consulting, consulting, contact me through the Praxy app. You download it. You got to give them credit card information because that's how you pay me. It is not charity. As you know, I do not do charity. Although I don't know what's been going on at Asshole Consulting. Like three quarters of the clients, they'll send in a request. And then I give them a price and I never hear from them again. And I'm not gouging them. I'm like, did you not, where, where did you not understand this is a for-profit entity? What what person with the name Asshole Consulting in the title would run it as a charity? I don't know why I'm in such a... Well, I know, I'm in such a pissed-off mood because I started thinking about, like, is this what you guys thought about me the entire time? All right. Uh, so if you want, download that app. Give me a contact. It's... I don't know what I bill out. I think it's a dollar or two dollars a minute. So be really brief and short and get to your point. Uh, then we have uh, the real Mark Baxter. Go to realmarkbaxter.com. Uh, he is a relative newcomer to the world of podcasting and he has his website, realmarkbaxter.com. Where he interviews all the red pill Manisferian type bigwigs, but not me, unfortunately. No, he he meant to. He he said he would, but you know, schedule and time and everything. Anyway, 
If you're looking for a new podcast, please check that out. That's therealmarkbaxter.com, website and blog, of course. Another young, well, not young, another old fart because he's older than me. You want to you wanna listen to an old fart? Hey, check out, <laughs> I hope Rich is listening. Check out Entrepreneurs and Cars. Um, he's on YouTube. Uh, he may be going to VidMe. He did get his uh, verified account. I did not. I, I, I said too many naughty words. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's an older gentleman. And by older, I think he's like two years older than me. He's, he's an older guy out in Canada and he does his, his vlog from his car. So it's entrepreneurs in cars, obviously a theme with cars and entrepreneurs. You can listen to Rich. Uh, have you bought your nose hairs trimmers yet? Uh, you laugh at me. Oh, the nose. We're really going to do. Yes. Yes. Because I didn't see, I looked, no one bought any. I don't care. I'm going to keep telling you to buy the nose hairs trimmers. It's like nine bucks. And I got to go do this, my forgot. I got nose hairs coming on my nose now. Get your nose hairs trimmers. You know where you get your nose hairs trimmers? Where you get all your online shopping done through Cappy's Amazon affiliate program. You go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You click on the Amazon banner. Just look for a little Amazon. Don't, don't, swear to God. Don't go to the site too. I didn't see it. Okay, you're a fucking idiot then. Look for where it says Amazon, it's pretty clear. It's a banner. It says Amazon. It's to the right. You click on that, it takes you to the Amazon site, and anything you buy during that shopping session, I get a 6 to 7% cut. I recently bought myself a distillery, like a still for making booze and moonshine. I maybe should have checked with laws first. But I will do that before I set up, you know, Clary Moonshine Inc. It's a more of a hobbyist um, moonshine operation. It was like 137 bucks. I linked to that over on my blog and Facebook, and actually five other people bought that one. I don't, okay, fine, we're all going to become moonshiners here, but we'll all have nose hair stuck in our nose. We'll be ungroomed moonshiners. Al Capone probably had nose trimmers. If Al Capone was in existence, he'd get a still, and then the very next thing he'd buy would be those nose hair trimmers. Don't know why I'm plugging the nose hair trimmers when I get like 50 cents per nose hair trimmer that you guys buy. You should guys all go buy the still. That's what you should do. Go buy the still. I actually make, I think, eight or ten bucks per still. So go buy a still. Forget the nose hairs trimmers. Make me rich. Regardless, if you could get into the good habit of going to my uh, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Don't go to Amazon. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. And then do all your online shopping there. I, I get a cut, and that's what keeps the lights on. Uh, then we have all my books, Reconnaissance Man. That's If you don't know what to do for college, you don't know what to study in college, or you're in college and you don't know if you're studying the right thing. Or you're out of college and you don't know what to do. Or you've been out of college for a long time and you don't know what to do. If you don't know what to do in life, will you please go get Reconnaissance Man? The reason you don't know what to do in life is because you have not reconnaissance, reconnoitered is the correct term, reconned the country, the world, and figured out what do you want to do and where in this world do you belong. So for the 12 or 15 bucks it is on paperback, cheaper if it's audio, or no, cheaper if it's Kindle. It's very expensive if it's, if it's audio. I don't know why that is. Uh, go get that book, Reconnaissance Man. Great book. Makes a great gift for college or high school, high school and college graduation. Heck, it makes a great gift this time of year as people are finishing off school, even if, if they're graduating or if it's a first year in college, second year in college. Please get that book for anybody who is lost wandering in life. The black man's got out of poverty. You need to be black. You need to be in poverty, and then you would want to get out of poverty too. If you're black and you're in poverty, but you don't want to get out of poverty, don't get the book because you can stay in poverty. But if you're a young black man or old black man, any any black person who happens to have a penis, 
Uh, and you want to get out of poverty, get The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, written by a white guy. If that pisses you off, fuck you, racist. We're not doing the Curse Free podcast anymore. I can't do it. We'll, we'll do it. I'll get one in. We'll do a Curse Free later. Uh, yeah, don't take help. You know, take take a government check, but don't take help. Whoa. Hey, ouch. Anyway, no, seriously, for uh, any black gentlemen who are in poverty and you want to get out, get this book, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. I want to thank O'Shea Jackson and Obsidian Radio for helping me out with this. Uh, they helped spread the, the word of the book to a lot of their listeners. And a lot of you guys have come over here and listened. So thank you very much for coming on to the show and listening to me ramble. Now then we have Bachelor Pad Economics. That's available on paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. And uh, that's for everybody. But its subtitle is, uh, what is it? The Financial Advice Bible for Men. It is written for men. It is locker room talk. If you are a female, you may come into the locker room. Do not bitch and whine and curse and moan about how he used language. And he said men want to have sex with women. And he said that women were that were only interested in women because of their sex. And oh my God, he said that, 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 that. Then go listen to Oprah or Ellen or whatever fucking whore is on the internet now. All right, just go listen to them and have them lie. But if you want to improve your financial situation, both men and ladies, read Batch of Pad Economics. That right there is also a great graduation get, gift. The best graduation gift, though, for your uh, cousins, nieces, nephews, whoever's younger and, and graduating, or you yourself are graduating, or you are going through your first year of college, like, oh, I don't know if this is for me, get worthless. Worthless is the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. It costs, I think, at most $12. And that is, like, what is that, an hour in college? Like, you guys are paying, uh, I mean, even state school, the public schools, is $100,000 in tuition over four years. Uh, and I, I don't think that includes lodging. All right? Now, I, I don't know about you, but before you drop... Uh, $100,000, not to mention four years of your life, maybe you might want to make sure it's worth it. And I cannot emphasize this enough. The bullshit your teachers and your parents and your friends and the television and the YouTube and the boob tube have all been telling you about how you follow your passion and you do it. No, 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 no. That's over. That shit ended in the 60s. I love how you all hate the baby boomers, but you still will suck their dicks and listen to them when they tell you lies that you want to hear. You know, you can just do whatever you want, follow your heart, and the money will follow. And you'll listen to that crap from the people who, I'm coming up, my newest book coming out, I did the research. You're going to listen to that from the generation that only 15% of them have enough money saved up for retirement. And they're the ones that are retiring um, now. And then you might listen to Gen Xers. Oh, they're in even worse shape. Practically no Gen Xers have enough money to retire. And everybody is way behind the amount of money it saved up for retirement. They're just finally paying off their student loans. So if you want to listen to those, to those two fucked up generations, you go right ahead. You want to listen to the, one of the few voices in those generation, generations that has his head out of his or her ass? You go get my book Worthless and stop being a fucking dumbass. All right? Otherwise, 10 years from now, you'll be just like your older millennial brother or sister. Oh, man. Mom, Dad, can I come live back at home? 
Oh, it's the man. It's it's President Trump. He's like uh, keeping me down. Uh. All that other bullshit. So get that book worthless. Available paperback, Kindle, and audio. Don't give me the shit you can't listen to it. You don't like to read. I don't like to read. I they're all. That's why all my books are an audio book. Except Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, because I'm racist, of course. <laughs> I haven't found anyone to read it yet. But a lot of people are too bad. See, that's the thing. Although I, I think we should have a black man read it. Um, but the problem is all the black men I know, they, they're busy. They got shit going on. O'Shea's in grad school. Marcus is busy with his own thing. Glendon Cameron, shit, he's making buku coin. The guy's kicking ass and taking names. I got my other, no, I don't have my other buddy. He got, he's working two jobs now. I, they're just, that's the problem. That's the problem being part of this, uh, the, the cappy cap sphere. We're all just a bunch of kick-ass occupied dudes. Not a lot of losers. Not a lot of losers. Um, enjoy the decline. That's accepting and living with the death of the United States. I, I think there should be a little bit of a resurgence there for all of you that believe Trump was going to be perfect. You know the guy who uh, is going to rise? Today is Easter weekend. You know the that guy you think rose from the grave three days later? You all thought Trump was going to be him, and now you're all pissed off and upset? All right, maybe you should get the book Enjoy the Decline. Because nobody's perfect. Uh, then we have Curse of the High IQ. That's for everybody that listens here. That doesn't matter on who you are, male, female, black, white, Jew or not. Uh, get Curse of the High IQ because chances are if you're listening to this, you are much smarter than average. And that means you are suffering in ways you don't know. And I do not mean that in a social justice warrior, oh, we're all victims. I mean like, trust you me, I had to sit down, think this one through and look at it. And I'm like, holy crap. When I realized what was going on it the first epiphany of which was when I realized I was right the entire time about the housing crisis. When the FBI agent told us to not not finance, what was he? he told us to hold on to the files and not finance this guy. We're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I was right. That is when I realized that there is indeed a handicap to being smart. So get that book, Curse of the High IQ. All of you, all of you get it. You're just going to make your life a lot easier, especially when it comes to like dating, finding other high IQ people, dealing with the with the dude bros at the sports bar, and they're cheering on. I was just there. I was at a bar, waiting, and uh, they're all they're all cheering on the Wild. I think the Wild is the hockey game. And they're just, I mean, literally, they, everyone in the bar got excited because the guy hit a cylinder into a, into a net. Yeah. I just so if you are flummoxed by that concept, like people got excited because a a plastic piece of puck went into a net, and you don't understand why people have an orgasm over that, then this book is for you. It is for you. If you're one of these idiots to get excited about pucks going into net or sears going into hoops or balls being hit over with fences with sticks, uh, this book is not for you. You're not smart enough to read the book. I'm terribly sorry. Um, it, it's just, it's just not for you. You can wear another man's jersey and hork down some wings and some light beer and continue on with your ultimately pointless and meaningless life. And I do mean that. I'm not even joking. If, if your life is all about sports and wearing another man's jersey, serious, I'm not joking. You could kill yourself and nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. We, society would not slow down. It wouldn't advance. Nothing would happen. They'd find a replacement for you very easily because I I can't 
see what critical function or role you play in society, except for taking up space, space and breathing and keeping Budweiser and Miller Lite and, and, and BW3 in office or in office in business. Sports bar. Get some wings. Oh, I'm sorry. You also keep ESPN in business. Oh, dude, he said he said that. Oh man, he said that that Joe Namath wasn't the best quarterback ever. He said it was Brett Favre. Man, I'm gonna tweet that guy. Yeah, I showed him. Morons. <clears throat> and then we got other people's book. Frank Survey's Uncle Nick. Uh, he also wrote uh, Burning the Midnight and Where Pretty Lies Perish. All available in paperback and Kindle on Amazon. Montrose County. That's the uh, war spy. Canadian NATO sniper show show book about a sheriff in Montrose County, Colorado, where the president is coming to visit, but some NATO snipers over in Iraq discover a plot, an assassination attempt on the president, but they cannot get back to command to inform them. So it's a race against time, and the local sheriff does not know what's coming her way. So that actually does seem like a very interesting book. Ed Lattimore is not caring what other people think is a superpower. Um, he sent me that book. It's basically some words of wisdom from Ed. As I said in the last episode, fuck you, Ed's just better than you because he is a boxer, a physicist, an officer in the military, and an author. That's right. I was like, what else did Ed did something else? I'm looking at his book. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's an author. So um, if you're as cool as Ed, then maybe you don't need to read this book. But if you're not that cool, which none of us are, you probably should read that book. That is... Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower by Ed Lattimore. You can, of course, find that on paperback and Kindle on Amazon. Run Guts Pull Cones and Pushing Rubber Downhill by our good friend Adam Piggott, of which I still haven't, uh, if you were wondering, did I look up the Don Rickles article? I had not looked it up yet. I did see Don Rickles, though, last, I saw his last performance. That was his last performance, and I got to see it. That was really cool. Uh, Marty Andrade's, uh, he has a book on D.B. Cooper. And Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. All you have to do is look up Marty Andrade. Andrade is spelled A-N-D-R-A. Andrade. Marty Andrade. Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse is absolutely hilarious. And his other book on D.B. Cooper is a read for all of you uh, sleuths and detectives out there who want to know or are into uh, the the mystery of D.B. Cooper. And if you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, look it up. Very interesting. And I would recommend maybe uh, using this book to introduce yourself to it. Then we also have the Glimmervale Chronicles by Michael Kingswood. Right? There's uh, four books, uh, Glimmervale being the first one of them. And so if you like science, uh, not science fiction, fantasy fiction, with an element of frontierism and westerner uh, on that, get Glimmervale. Right? The first book of the Glimmervale Chronicles by Michael Kingswood, available on paperback and Kindle. And I think audiobook as well. Then we have the Catholic Economics of Subsidiarity. This is basically merging or explaining how free market economics and Catholicism drive. It is also an attack on the encroachment and infestation of socialism, feminism, social justice warring, and bullshit into the Catholic but larger Christian churches. So, and again, I'm going to explain, so please listen. I'm a libertarian. I am for female pastors. I'm for gays being in churches. I'm for, hey, you have whatever religion you want and you can have whatever you want. But what I am also highly critical of are churches that say, oh, yep, we're going to allow gays. Oh, yep, we're going to allow women. Not because they're gay or women, but because it goes against doctrine. 
it goes against the previous rules of the church. And when you're going to sacrifice that so that you can seem more marketable, you can get a larger congregation, you have abandoned your religion for money. And that's what the vast majority, whether they allow female pastors or gays or not, doesn't matter. That's what the majority of churches and, and uh, not temples, what's... Uh, Cathedrals, that's the Catholic. That is what the majority of Christianity, both Protestant and Catholic, has become. No one really believes in it. And so I think this book is a very good book to start, uh, a good stepping stone so that you can basically say, here are the arguments for not having politics mixed with our, our religion. Uh, the Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Carrie Lutz's Viral Podcasting. If you're interested in becoming a podcaster, please go check out Carrie Lutz's Viral Podcasting. Uh, it's available on Amazon.com. And then uh, Rollo Tomasi's Tap Whiskey. T-A-P-W-H-I-S-K-Y. Tap Whiskey. Whiskey without the E.com. If you're interested in buying some whiskey, yeah, try it. I'd be curious if someone got it. I should probably go buy some myself, the GF Lex Whiskey. Um, but you guys know Rollo. Now I'm just plugging his stuff because... He's Rolo, and why the hell not? I don't know. I just, you know, why not help out a colleague? That's all I'm saying. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? New Brunswick, New Jersey. Wells Fargo executive was fired for not scamming New Jersey customers. Lawsuit says, oh, Wells Fargo. Oh, Wells Fargo. I'd like to see the, the, what is it? It has to be malicious and a lie in order for them to sue you for defamation. But since you guys are such a shitty fucking evil company, there's no way There's no way anyone could besmirch or slander Wells Fargo because even the worst accusations are compliments compared to what probably happens behind their closed doors. New Brunswick, New Jersey. A Somerset County woman is... Woman is suing Wells Fargo Bank alleging she was fired for refusing to participate in an alleged scheme similar to the bank's widespread account scam that led to millions of dollars in federal fines. Not billions as it should have been. See, if you looked at what Wells Fargo made, they made billions that quarter, and then they got this token slap on the hand. And so I'm sure that has, that has really stung so much that Wells Fargo will never do it again. I'm sure. Uh, Melinda Beanie, a former assistant vice president and regional private banker at the Highland Parks Bank's branch, said in a recent lawsuit that supervisors instructed her to manipulate accounts and sell banking products or investments that were not in the customer's best interest or without their knowledge. The lawsuit filed in Middlesex County Superior Court on April 5th names Wells Fargo and three local bank supervisors. Oh, that's good. She's going after the individuals. Oh, what a woman. What a gal. Is this, kid, is this chick hot? Let's take a look. Hang on. Name like Melinda Beanie. That's kind of a unique name. Let's see what this girl looks like. Oh, we got bikinis. Melinda Beanie. Greater financial... Oh. Melinda Beanie. Binion. Is this the Facebook gal? Hang on. Are you cyber-stalking this chick? you damn right I am. Melinda Beanie, financial advisor Merrill Lynch... I don't know if it's the same gal, 2016 to present. Maybe this is the gal. Let's take a look. She looks cute. Good Italian girl. Baldoni, get in on the action here. Financial advisors. Stalking random girls I read about on the internet. Uh, 
financial advisor, Short Hills, New Jersey. Well, come on, let's get some pictures here, guys. Ah, it's all blank avatars. God dang it. I don't know, this one gal, she looks pretty hot. Look at her, look into her, man. The Franklin Park woman accuses her former supervisors in the suit of running or knowing about alleged banking and investment fraud schemes at the local branch. <clears throat> A spokesman for Wells Fargo, Kevin Friedlander, said that the three supervisors named in the lawsuit are still employed by the bank but did not comment on the allegations. Since this is an ongoing legal matter, we are unable to comment any further on the lawsuit, Friedlander said in an emailed statement. Beanie, who is a licensed financial advisor hired by the bank in 2002, refused to participate in the unlawful and unethical banking and was harassed in retaliation, according to the suit. In April 2016, Beanie was fired, a move she said was manufactured by her supervisors for not joining the alleged scheme, according to the suit. I think this is the same gal. God bless you, lady. Look, uh, Michelle, Melinda Beanie, if you tune into the Clary podcast, we're all cheering for you here. Quote, Wells Fargo does not tolerate retaliation against team members who reported who report their concerns, Friedlander said. Our non-retaliation policy. Isn't it cute that Wells Fargo thinks they have their own legal system? Well, we have a policy here at Wells Fargo, and we follow that policy. Yeah, but you're totally fucked and screwed if it's the fucking feds coming down on you and you're in a court of law. Our non-retaliation policy makes clear that no team member may be retaliated against for providing information about suspected unethical or illegal activities or possible violations of any of Wells Fargo's policies. So basically, it's it's uh, you're not allowed, after getting out of Wells Fargo, to retaliate legally if you were crossed, uh, if you were forced to do illegal things. It's cute that it, it just just to show you the hubris and arrogance of these of these corporate cocksuckers. They literally think like, well, we'll have you sign this policy, and then once you leave this domain, we're still going to lord that over you. It's like California state law, you know, or any state law, you know, like, well, we're gonna we're gonna give you a ticket, or we're gonna we're gonna give you this fear. It's like, yeah, fuck you, I don't live here. I cannot visit California ever again. What is it, Elda, New Mexico? I should have never paid that speeding ticket. They got a they got a speed trap. I think it's the town of Elda, New Mexico. I should just never paid it. Fuck you. Come up here and get me. You spend your resources down there, fucking Barney Fife. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll never go to Elda, New Mexico again. That's where your jurisdiction ends, dipshits. And here's Wells Fargo thinking they can tell you what to do after you quit. Wells Fargo, the second largest banking institution in New Jersey, was fined $100 million in September of 2016 by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. All right, let me, let me, let's just look this up. We can look this up real quick. Wells Fargo. All right, they, they, were, they were fined $100 million. And I know you liberals um, don't understand the difference between a million and a billion. Let's take a look at what their quarterly income was. Here we go. 2016. Bottom line. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Really? Really? They made that much money? Holy shit. I didn't really realize they made that much money. I, is this right? This can't be right. 
My Spidey senses are going off. They're saying they made $21 billion, $22 billion. Is that what they made? Even I'm wondering that. Market watch. Uh, let's do Wells Fargo. Stock price. Stock quote. Stock quote. <clears throat> Shows you how long it's been since I looked at the looked at the old financial statements. All right, financials. Here we go. CNN money. These guys always tell the truth. Cash from operations. Interest quarterly. Depreciation. Gross income. Net income. Holy shit! Really. Twenty-one billion. One. That is so. That hundred million dollar fine, if I did the math right, was point five percent, not five percent, half of one percent of their profit. Yeah, you guys, you Fed sure so showed them. Thanks a lot, Sam Elliott, not Sam Elliott, Elliott Ness. You, you, good, good going, guys. I'm sure I'm glad the Feds are there to really teach these corporations a lesson. The one time. The one time, well, not the one time, but the uh, the most recent golden opportunity for Democrats and Republicans to to flay, to publicly make an example. Uh, they could have done it, and they 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 sue them one hundred million dollars on somebody that makes twenty one billion a year, a year. I, again, I, I'm going to pointlessly ask and hope and opine and pray that the bad news of Wells Fargo would get people to leave this evil institution. You would think that after this, Wells Fargo would uh, would lose customers and then their top line revenue would go away. Hang on, let me. You know what? Let me take a look at this again. Let's see what happened to the revenue this quarter. Wells Fargo stock quote. See what happened to the revenues. Did you guys did you guys leave? Now the stock price looks to be at an all-time high. Let's take a look at the max stock price. At all-time high. All-time high. All right, let's take a look at their. Oh, let's take a look at their revenues. Let's see if you guys had the little bit of self-respect. All you people that hate Wells Fargo and you can't stand their customer service and you walk in and they're always asking, how can we help you? Do you have any plans for the weekend? Total revenue. Record again. $75 billion and change. Let's take a look. Let's go to quarterly data. That will see if, if you guys like actually said, ah, this quarter, we're going to show Wells Fargo. No. No. Quarter one, quarter three, quarter four. Quarter one of 2017 is not done yet. No, they had record revenue. Okay, yeah. So right now, here, here's what's happening. The corporate muckety-mucks over at Wells Fargo HQ, wherever the hell that is, I think it's San Francisco, um, they might have been slightly concerned that their flagrant illegal behavior, their, and certainly unethical behavior, they were might have been concerned that might have affected them. And then when the quarterly figures came in and showed that the American sheeple were just being sheeple and that they could fuck you like a trailer trash a single mom of six, uh, yeah, what well, it's it's like the American people are abused wives, and they'll never leave their abusive husbands. You guys just keep taking it. Fucking god, I tell you, motherfucking again. I don't want mayonnaise on the fucking sandwich, bitch. Okay, we'll just keep signing up with Wells Fargo. I'm sorry, dear. What did I do it wrong? Just a dark insight into the human psyche. More and more evidence. It, it, an irrefutable 
undeniable amount of evidence when I look at human behavior is telling me I should have just become a charlatan. I should have just, I should just lie and tell people what they want to hear. I was talking to my mom the other day, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I, I can't, I can't blame. Like, I know they're evil reincarnate, but can you really blame Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and and, and the mainstream media for just to, and Paul Krug? Can you can you blame these people?" Can, can you blame them for just telling people what they want to hear so they make their money and they get out of Dodge? Because if, if you ran into, you know, you went 10 years back, 15 years back, you would have ran into a more moral, ethical Clary who would have said, well, these people are screwing over the American public. And then I look at the American public, I'm like, especially on the right, like the left, okay, you guys are just sheep. You're just sheep. I, I, I've give them, given up on them. But then when I look at the right and how they'll just bend their legs over, Spread their ass cheeks a little bit more for name the company that hates their guts to screw them up the ass a little bit more. Then it's like, okay, if even you guys don't have the self-respect to defend yourselves and boycott and get rid of Wells Fargo and get rid of Apple products, well then fuck it. Why the hell should I care? And then when you realize it doesn't matter politics or not, it's not the determining variable. People in general are sheep. They're norries. They're conformists. They're idiots. They're morons. Slack-jawed idiots with drool coming out of their mouths watching the fucking hockey player. <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cheering because it's, it's hockey season. Hockey is big. These drooling fucking apes. Uh, no, I, I, maybe now I want to take advantage of them. Now, now I, I, can, I have no respect for humanity. None. And and I oh it's a it's a disdain and it's almost going on a hatred because of the limitations by which I have to operate within society. I, I really do start to view them as inferiors, and then I start to have this contempt. Contempt, that's the word. I don't know if it's loathing or hate, but this contempt. And then it makes me wonder, well, wait a minute, since I'm so contemptuous of these people, so so bigoted against them, I have no respect for them. And since I have no respect for them, why the fuck shouldn't I go run for the Democrat Party? Why, 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 wouldn't, why shouldn't I just go tell them what they want to hear? Why couldn't I become a salesman? What, what, instead of writing books on economics and philosophy and things that are real and helpful and advance a society, why don't I just lie? Why don't I just screw them over like Wells Fargo and Apple and Lumber 84 and Coke? Just lie. Go run for all, hey, free shit for everybody, and ah, blame Whitey, and people with P-N-A-N-A's. Seriously, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. When you look at, at the population outside of your friends, and you just look, regardless of politics, although the consequences are political, it determines what your political action is afterwards, but when you look at just these, again, drooling out of the gaping jaws of the, you can't call them apes. Apes are too smart and intelligent, move a little bit, got a little bit of hustle. Just these koala bears, sloths? What's a really stupid animal? Think a retarded horse. Think a horse that was born from an alcoholic mother. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the American people. I'm a Republican. I hate socialism. 
uh, do you want to fucking boycott Apple? Uh, get a, no, I need the iPhone 83. Oh, fuck it. I don't care about you people. I'm going to screw all of you over. Honest to God, if the whole Clary Online Media Empire goes away, I, it's just going to be more efficient and direct. I'll have a much better, much more profitable organization. You won't, you won't know it. It won't be Aaron Clary because I got a track record. I've even thought about it. Like I got, a, I got a, an alias all set up. Like I know exactly what type of books I'd write. I'd, I, uh, I'd learn from what I learned here, trying to do good, but then I channel it towards evil, not illegal, evil. And I just get everybody lined up. All the rubes and yokels just all lined up, willing to fork over the money. Oh, what else we got? Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? From UPI News. Don't know if it's a... Never heard of it. All these new news stories. Oh my gosh, this is coming out. Oh, if you see that, it's... it's they, they put a great effort into it. Fancy... Website layout, and, uh, and then you never hear of these places again. <clears throat> Couple tips, waitress 400, then pays off for $10,000 students' loans. From Ben Hooper, April 14th, a waitress at a popular restaurant in Hawaii was given a $400 tip by a couple who later arg- augmented their generosity by paying off her $10,000 student loan debt. Kayla Chandara, 22, said she had been working 80 hours a week at two restaurants to cover the cost of her schooling. And on April 5th, she waited on an Australian couple at one of the eateries, Noi Thai Cuisine. They asked me where I was from. I told them I moved here for school. So, okay, for those of you who work for a living, for those of you on mainland United States, what's wrong with that? Immediately, anyone who's worked that supported themselves know immediately what's wrong with that. And, and and for the for the five or six percent of you who are new to the show who are who are normies, let me explain it to you. But someday you'll become as awesome as us, regular listeners. Hawaii is like this. It's a, it might as well not even be a state. It might as well not even be. It should be an exotic, faraway land, which it is. Uh, but it's it's just. I'll go to Europe. You you will go to Europe before you go to Hawaii because it's way the fuck out there. And if you're going to go there for school, it's expensive as fuck. You're out of state. How do you not? I mean, who has reciprocity with Hawaii for in-state tuition? Probably no one because it's so far. It's out of state so far. Big ash ocean in between everything. And then, again, maybe you wouldn't think this far away because everything has to be shipped there. It makes everything expensive. But certainly there's schooling and housing and lodging. It is an island. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go. And here's another thing where, you know, Savvy forensic cappy cat bites will ask, uh, are there any good engineering schools in Hawaii? I don't ever hear about, oh yeah, Hawaii, that, that's a lot of good engineering schools there. Like, you know, you, you think, okay, U of California system, Massachusetts, even Urbana-Champaign, Illinois, Georgia Tech. What what are the reputable schools? What powerhouses that generate high income earners from Hawaii are there? Oh yeah, that's right, none. They asked me where I was from, but I was kind of a little in debt and I couldn't go back to school because I couldn't afford it and the cost of living here, Chadara told KHON TV. She said the couple paid their two hundred dollar tab and they were gone from the restaurant before they noticed they had left her a four hundred dollar tip. 
I just thought it was so generous of them. I'd never get tipped that big. I had to say thank you. Well, they, lucky for you. During dinner, they told me where they were staying, so I ran there after work to see if they'd still be there. Chandara said she returned the next day with a thank you card and flowers for the couple, but they had their own surprise for her. They wanted to, hey, <laughs> I'm sure they didn't have a surprise. <laughs> Welcome to our hotel room. It's a wonder you, uh, you wonder why we gave you a $400 tip. Uh, there's more tips to come. They wanted to pay off her $10,000 student loan. Oh, my God. I was like, no way. You don't have to do that for me. I just want to say thank you, Chandara said. I still don't feel like it's real. I want to run around in the streets. She said the couple have now pledged to continue paying for her schooling until she graduates. She said she plans to study business and the liberal arts. And there is the whole point. Once again, I'll explain it again. Because nobody listens to the old captain. Especially these rich, idiot Australians. Education is not an investment. Sometimes it can be, but two-thirds of the time, if you're an American, you are merely pissing your money away. I, I wrote an article over on my blog how colleges, uh, the, the economic nature of college is identical to a wedding. It is an entitlement. It is a birthright uh, just like women have the entitlement and birthright to having her day, her day, and blows a shit ton of money. It is the exact same psychology and therefore generates a product, college, in the, with the exact same economic genetic nature of a wedding where you have this entitlement, you have college, it's this promised land. That we tell all boys and girls, not just women, it's a lie, we tell everybody that when you get to college, it's the college experience, it'll be your four years. And so, since it is sold to the youth as basically the most important thing in your life, not a tool to go and make more money. Like, this is it, this is the, this is the pinnacle of your life is college. Like her day, like weddings, people will blow a ton of money on it. With no consideration for whether or not it's a rate of return, whether or not it's an investment, because it's not an investment. The behavior, as evidenced by this Chidara ditz flying out to Hawaii. Oh my God, I can't so excessive here, but I'm entitled to it. Give me. Oh my God, no. She's viewing it as a consumer good. It's not an investment. It is a luxury good, I would even say. So here she and 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 I don't know who these Australians are. I don't care. But if you guys are listening, Adam Piggott, look these people up and tell them they're fucking morons. You didn't you didn't help this girl. You didn't. You just basically prevented her from learning from her mistakes. You prevented a vitally important lesson about negative reconditioning. And her brain is now going to be t- denied. Uh, uh, muted from this punishment she desperately needed so she wouldn't make this mistake again. So now she's going to spit out kids someday, sometime. These kids will go down like, Mom, you can do whatever you want. Things just fall out of the sky. Australians come in and, oh, I just believe in fatism and I knew it was going to happen. So these kids are going to, you just ruined lives. That's all you did. 
You intervened in the market. There was a wounded raccoon. You should have just let the wounded raccoon be eaten by the coyote. Oh, no. You saved the wounded raccoon, and now you've created dependent raccoons. I go to raccoons because I have a friend, family friends, uh, that they fed this one raccoon, and now the raccoon has grown up, and it was a mother, and she got impregnated by a bunch of other raccoons. And then now she got a litter raccoon. She keeps bringing them over. And uh, you do the math pretty quick. Raccoons have a lot of kids, by the way, per litter, I guess. <laughs> and so now this mother raccoon, there's like an army of raccoons at this uh, at my friend's family friend's uh, place. And she keeps feeding them all this human food. And it's like, no. Don't. And they know. They know not to feed the babies. But it's like, well, you, you, you did then. Now this is what happens. You are now responsible for the deaths of, of, of a score of raccoons. Because they were, were used to like just living off of the humans. Oh, what else we got here? Ah, you know what? Let's get the rest of the sponsors and get this out of the way. All right, Asshole Consulting. If you got questions, I got answers at assholeconsulting.com. Um, if you, if, uh, you guys know the routine. It, it, I'm a pissed off, angry man because I went through fucking hell. And you might want to pay me some money. So that as you are about to walk through the uh, the life known as a landmine field, I can give you a map to find out where I stepped on landmines so you don't step on them. And then you can find totally new landmines to step on and blow off your legs and have a fucked up life. Anyway, if you want to, if you got some questions, maybe it's it's wise to consult America's older brother. Go to assholeconsulting.com. Send me your questions. Send me your fucking money. It's not a free service. Fucking last week, I don't know what the fuck was with the... Everyone took stupid pills. Stupid was in the water that week. Damn well near 80% of the people said, Hey, I got a question. All right, it's going to cost this much. Crickets chirping afterwards. It's like, do you, do you not fucking get it? Like I said, like I said, the amount of stupid people out there. The amount of stupid people. Anyway. Go there if you got questions. If you don't have the time... To uh, fill out the form, you need to get in contact me with me. You can contact me directly with your phone over the Praxy app. Download Praxy on your phone, P-R-A-X-E-Y dot com. That will, uh, you install it on your phone. Yes, you do have to provide a credit card number. Yes, it is a paid service. No, I'm not. I didn't just turn out to be nice. Oh, well, he'll charge on the internet, but over the phone, he, he won't charge no, you charge. If you want, you can look at my profile, praxy.com slash home slash user slash asshole consulting. It's nothing fancy. It's just a picture. Everything's on the phone. You got to go through the phone. You got to confirm everything on the internet. Anyway, so you can download the Praxy app if you want. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. It's $100 a week. A uh, week. $100 a month. I'm no Chris Beckloff. I can't charge 100 a week. <laughs> $100 a month, that gets you a, bl- a post, a blog, a YouTube channel, uh, not channel, a YouTube spot. Uh, it gets you everything. Podcast, blog, and YouTube channel. Uh, and so I just pour out your product there. We did have, uh, we did have uh, what was it, that Catholic economic subsidiarity. That, that actually helped boost his sales significantly. I don't know if it made back his hundred bucks, but we got him out there, so it was good to see. It's it's nice to see, like, oh, you see the numbers, like it's actually working. It's not just some idiot. I'm just some random guy out here yelling on the internet. You know, it actually works. We have a family. There's we get pinged back. Uh, Chad Elkins, ElkinsCPA.com. He is going to be done in about ten hours. He'll be done. 
his busy season will be over because technically today is tax day. That's the last day. Uh, because we all needed, I don't know, some fucking worthless... It's when the worthless people didn't go to work yesterday because it was some government holiday. I don't know what the fuck it was, something. So now it's like, oh, the 18th. It's like, oh, okay, I thought it was the 15th. I guess it's the 18th now. But if you have questions about your taxes or finances, not to mention you need business consulting, you know, on, on the, in the world of accounting and financial analysis, go to elkincpa.com, contact our buddy Chad, uh, he might need a couple days off. He's because I, I know what's going to happen. This is what happens at all the accounts are like this. I oh yeah, this is what happens. The day after tax day, these accountants, uh, be they CPAs, tax at- accountants, audit, whatever, they go out and get hammered. Uh, you will not be able to contact your accountant on the nineteenth because he or she will be hammered, hungover, passed out, or all three. So you are the accountants disappear for the next twenty four hours, starting at midnight tonight. So after that, you know maybe on the twenty first or twenty second, contact Chad for whatever reasons you got. Then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, four hundred five media dot com, Obsidio Radio, Obsidian Radio, Financial Survival Network dot com, Carrie Lutz, our friend Silvio Canto at Canto Talk. You can find that on BlogTalkRadio dot com, BlowMeUpTom dot com again, Saint Lycus. Cynical Libertarian Society, if you are okay with very edgy, loud cursing and swearing. V Speaks, a new vlog cast. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, Romanian, now living in Ireland and, and kind of going through the, holy crap, how spoiled are you Westerners? Like, I'm from the former Soviet bloc and you guys are spoiled rotten. So V Speaks, you can find him on YouTube. And then uh, Mitch Berg, uh, he is kind enough to sub for me uh, a couple weeks back. And then he's also the guy who wrote that book, True Liberty, that I liked very much, uh, which you could, of course, find on Amazon.com. But uh, he is he's a radio show host, first and foremost, and you can find him on am1280thepatriot.com. Uh, he's in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. They abbreviate it NARN, N-A-R-N. Uh, but just look up Mitch Berg, am1280thepatriot. You'll find it. He, he's there. Download. Say hi. Give him guff. He's Uncle Mitch. He's the new Uncle Mitch, the one that didn't kill himself. That's how I know. Oh, it's so horrible. No, I don't. I, no, suicide isn't. It's tragic. It's sad. I, I like the Uncle Mitch version 1.0. It's been long enough. Now we can start making fun and berate people that commit suicide who don't have a terminal illness. Because it's cowardly. It's cheap. And uh, I know I know you all like Mitch Berg. Uh, not Mitch Berg. Uh, Uncle Mitch version 1.0. But this second Mitch, Mitch, Uncle Mitch version 2.0, he will not be committing suicide anytime soon, if ever. Uh, What else do we have for uh, the sponsors? AcademicComposition.com. Hey, if you need your resume written up, have it done professionally, go to AcademicComposition.com, where Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff will craft and tailor your resume better than you can. Uh, They have an entire army they've hired of psychologists who specialize in sociopathic diseases to try to unlock the HR bitch's mind. It's very hard, but they have facility scientists and researchers working around the clock to interpret the HR ditz's mind so that when you put together your resume, she will be like freaked out and just have to like forward you on an interview. Now they can't give you interview advice. Uh, because they don't, they're not interview specialists, but they are specialists 
at crafting resumes. So for 100 bucks, they will put together your resume. They will also do your homework. They will write your papers for you in college if you don't want to. And the reason why that's perfectly moral and acceptable is because corporations outsource jobs. Sometimes corporations outsource your job and make you train in your replacement, Disney. Uh, and, and that's perfectly acceptable and that's fine. So I think it's perfectly acceptable and fine to have your, uh, your homework outsourced, especially the stuff that isn't critical or part of your education, <coughs> liberal arts classes. So go to academiccomposition.com, especially now it's coming up on final season. You're round and round around the corner. College is almost over, one month left about. Uh, so, you know, have a little bit of fun this summer. Go to academiccomposition.com. Have them do your homework for you. Not your homework, but your papers. If you'd also like to write for academic composition, you can. He pays. It's a job you can work from anywhere in the world. Can you write bullshit? Go talk to Alex at academiccomposition.com. Let him know the captain sent you. And he's always looking for people to do marketing as well. Neither job is exciting. Neither is it actually rewarding or stimulating. But if you want to, you know, have some beer money, or if you're really good at writing, make a decent salary and wage. Well, not salary, but make a decent wage and work from a beach and just sip mojitos. Go to academiccomposition.com and help students be smart like corporations and outsource their homework for them. Become a homework outsourcer enabler. Enable them to do so. Work for academiccomposition.com. Jimfear138.blogspot.com. That's jimfear138.blogspot.com. And undertowaudio.com. Two young gentlemen who are professional voice recorders. If you're looking for someone to read your book and put it so you can upload it to Audible, please contact these two young gentlemen. They're professionals. They have their act together. Um, They are busy with their own lives as well. These are things they do on the side, but I am impressed with both of their abilities and their quality and their speed. They get the shit done. That's jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Two young gentlemen, tell them the captain sent you. And then we have Max Wooters, max at wooter.co. You can email him there, max at wooter, W-O-O-T-E-R.co, not .com. His site, instagram.com, ultimate reading list. If you want to advertise your book there, I strongly recommend you do. Let Max know the captain sent you. You can email him at that email address I gave you there before. And then if you happen to be interested in buying a book, you know, what what's out there? Go to his website, instagram.com, ultimate reading list. He has a ton of books there as well. We have the captain's. Social media, gab.ai, and minds.com. I did, uh, just to update you guys on the YouTube video platform thing, I did uh, experiment with Dailymotion and VidMe. And that that is just, once again, reaffirming my belief that people should be taken advantage of and screwed over. Um, because they'll put all, all this effort in into putting up a video platform and then they'll fumble in one gigantic category. And I'll put together a more thorough video, but right now it looks like YouTube is just going to be the home of asshole consulting uh, with, what's it called, with VidMe as maybe a potential backup. Uh, But it's just not, it's pretty bad. (laughs) It's shit. It's just shit. Anyway, uh, there are two sites I am on. One is Gab.ai. That's good. They got the shit going on there. You can follow me there. And then there's Minds.com. I also have an account there. But you can follow me on Twitter. 
Follow me on Facebook. Just search Aaron Clary or subscribe. Get the votes up because that actually does help. Even though YouTube has cut uh, income to all of their content providers by like 70%. Now it really is beer money. Before I'm like, ah, this might have an effect on my budget. Now they, like, ah, it's just beer money now. That's sad because now all these uh, content creators and providers, it, it has a, you know, it's like it's kind of put in the, the, the stakes of the heart of the Italian Renaissance and the European Renaissance. It's like all these people are like, well, I can make, you know, there's some clever stuff. And now that the money ain't going to be there, now that Google ain't going to share it, now that, and not to mention the thought, the, uh, the different lines of thought, uh, advancing philosophy, uh, new ideas, even if they are extreme. I'd rather listen to a, a, a racist, bigoted Black Panther guy than fucking Anderson Cooper, you know? I'd rather listen to an Antifa or a neo-Nazi. I'd rather listen to those voices, clever or not as clever as they may be, because at least it was more entertaining and something new. And you may disagree with the philosophy. They may want to kill you, but at least it was new shit, you know? Uh, But that's all gone now. Uh, And anything even being edgy, that's all gone so uh, this the and, and in the edges on the envelopes, I don't want to say necessarily in the extremes, but when new thoughts and new ideas and new clever creativity would, that that was entertaining, that was intellectually stimulating. Well, that's all gone now. So now it's all going to be milky toast approved, last man standing, uh, you know, Wolf Blitzer, CNN, boring. Sesame Street, BBC, NPR documentary, mind-numbing bullshit because that's approved by YouTube's uh, uh, cartel of advertisers. They didn't like controversial things, although they ran plenty of controversial leftist things on the Super Bowl. We just don't like any controversy. So uh, there's going to be... Yeah. Soon the only video or show that's going to have any advertising on YouTube will be the Styrofoam channel and the Cardboard Box channel. Those will be the only things that will be approved. Nobody will be offended. No one will have anything to complain about. Uh, and that's where all the money will go. I, you might as well start it now because that's where all the advertising is going. Because we don't want any creativity. We don't want any independent thought. We don't want anything new. We don't want anything that might possibly... Not, not offend, but might possibly offend. So just YouTube, get rid of everything, you know... It's the Cardboard Channel and the Styrofoam Channel. Sometimes we might have, if we get risque and edgy, uh, we might have the Manila Folder Channel. And and I think that would be ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's all we need. We don't want to trigger or freak out the American public. We have those channels there. Anyway, so you can follow me on, on all those different channels then. Uh, then we have my two classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, and stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. Just search the titles. You'll learn about them. They're offered at hundreds of different places. Please be on your best behavior. If you take these classes, it's not a political platform. It's a bunch of old grandma ladies taking classes. They want to learn about finance because Herman passed away, unfortunately, and they didn't know anything about finances and it, which is good, because now they take it. It's like, yeah, this is how you do your 401ks, IRAs, that kind of thing. Oh, thank you very much, Aaron. Uh, but, yeah, and then the analysis, evaluation of stocks, that one's more on how do you read financial statements, how do you value a stock. So, obviously, a little bit of a younger crowd. I'm just saying it's older people, grandmotherly, grandfatherly type of people. Please be polite. No politics. 
Uh, and then we have Betterment. If you are looking to invest, all of a sudden you have money for an IRA. You're like, oh crap, I did the minimalism thing and I majored in STEM and I didn't get some girl knocked up. And I, I, I didn't screw up and buy a car I couldn't afford. You might have some money left over. You might have your house paid off. You might have no debts. And you're, you're 30. You're like, oh, crap, what do I do with my money? Well, there's not a lot of left options now. You kind of played it right. Did you get your 200 pieces of silver? Did you get your guns and your bullets? You, you got property, everything? All right, well, now it looks like maybe you get an IRA. You know, maybe. Uh, so if that's like your last option, uh, do what I do. Let's go through Betterment. Uh, but don't go to Betterment.com because then they don't know that I sent you and I don't get no money in return. Go to my site, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Betterment banner. Click on that and then go fund your account and sign up for an account. All right. If you don't know what Betterment is or why you should do I have this thing. I have this video called What the Heck is Betterment? Don't tell me to put the link. I'm not putting the link. Just search What the Heck is Betterment? You'll find out. There's the video. Oh, there it is. Oh, it took half a second. Curse you, Clary. I want that half a second back in my life. So, uh, yeah, so you could get that there. Now, listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? From the world of women are the exact same precise genetic thing as men. There's no such thing as gender. Gender is a social construct because we're the ugly people in the world who aren't going to get laid. And therefore, we're just going to say we're this amorphous pool of genetic goo and then we kind of breed asexually. <laughs> I wonder if asexualism, like we just we just turn into like metazoans, mesozoans. What are, what are the what are we just turn into bacteria that just kind of like split? And then people on the left they don't have to worry about being pretty anymore or working out. From that field, from that department, <clears throat> FC Dallas under fourteen boys squad beat the U.S. women's national team in a scrimmage. In a preparation for two upcoming friendlies against Russia, the U.S. women's national team played the FC Dallas U15 Boys Academy team on Sunday and fell 5-2 according to the FC Dallas official website. This friendly came as the U.S. looked to tune up before taking on Russia on Thursday night in a friendly. Last month, the U.S. lost the She Believes Cup. Anyone see the irony here? Do you... Do you yeah, believes is the key word on that one, ladies. I will, yeah, you believe all you want. You believe in this. You believe in the fairy tale. You believe that you, yep, yeah, yep. Nope, there's no difference. No difference whatsoever. The irony that you girls are going to believe and then you can't even beat a bunch of 15-year-old boys. Just last month, the U.S. lost the She Believes Cup, winning the first game over Germany 1-4 to before losing to England 1-0 to and France 3-0. Of course, this match against the academy team was very informal. It should not be a major cause for alarm. Well, no, it's not an alarm because sports ultimately don't matter, and certainly women's sports ultimately don't matter. And you could say that's sexist. No, I'm talking about the economic activity it generates. I'm talking the profits, the number of people it employs, and the lives it supports. Yeah, women's sports really doesn't matter. The U.S. surely wasn't going all out. Yeah, okay. What? Really? You're not going to go all out? That's a lie. The U.S. surely wasn't going all out with the main goal being to get some minutes on the pitch, but chemistry when it comes to moving the ball around, improve defensive shape, and get ready for Russia. If You know, if I'm going up against the Russians, I'm not, you know, it's like Rocky Balboa going up against a seventh grader 
in in preparation to fight Drago. Yet it doesn't. I don't. I don't believe that. You know, if we're going to go up against the Russians, you would say, "Oh God, the Russians! Oh boy, those are the only ones that could really challenge us." Okay, well, we're going to go up against some fifteen-year-old boys. Well, we better attach some lead weights to our entire body, and uh, we got to kick with our weaker leg. Uh, and then we're going to have to, uh, we're going to do it blindfold. That's how you prepare to go up against the Russians. You don't go up against some twiggly little scrawny, f- you know, 15-year-old boys. Oh, well, we weren't giving it our all. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, the tweet says, former BUSA team player Tanner Tessman. God, you're not even going up against real 15-year-old boys. You're going up against 15-year-old kids named Tanner. Got to play against the U.S. women's soccer team in preparation for the game versus Russia. That was a tweet? Why is that a tweet? The game will, however, serve as a great anecdote for the kids of the SE Dell squad to tell their grandchildren about one day. It also speaks highly of the level of academy development MLS teams are doing these days. You know what? They're, they're going to say, yeah, we played, we played up against the women's soccer team and we kicked their ass. I don't. I don't know if I'd be like, oh yeah, I, you know, this is something I pin my hopes on. This is something that I hang the agency and point and purpose of my life on. When I was a teenager, we beat the U.S. women's soccer team. I think that. All right. This is fan mail. Oh, I gotta go to the bank. Gotta go to the bank with all this paperwork and this shit. I gotta go into the dentist to prevent getting gum disease. What's that? That's the. Hang on, just bear with me. I'm going through all this paperwork. All my medical stuff. <clears throat> all right, here we go. We got fan mail. Fan mail, what's a fan mail? All right. <clears throat> Getting organized here, guys. All right. Hey, Cappy, big fan of the podcast. I'm glad you covered the issue with whores demanding money from guys on Tinder. I had noticed this phenomenon firsthand. Having gotten off the app for a few months to focus on work and school, how much are you on the app that you are distracted from work and school? I mean, I saw the Tinder, I don't know, when it, whenever it came out, oh, install this app. I'm like, all right, what does it do? And I'm like, this is like hotornot.com. What the fuck? I'm like, oh, it's a dating app. How much time are you spending on that thing? Isn't the whole point of it that you don't have to spend time, like it's a time saver? You don't have to go to a nightclub? You don't have to sit and ponder and think of a clever way to ask out Susie Q at the coffee store? Haven't gotten off the app for a few months on work at school. I decided to get on, but more and more I kept noticing these accounts were send me $5 and let's see what happens. Me thinking it was a bot, I swiped left, but as I kept on going, there were more of them. Until I googled what it meant, it ended up being what you had mentioned. Yeah, it's not. It's it, it, Look, and I encourage good-looking girls. Look, girls, go make the money however you can. If you can get stupid, thirsty boys to part with their money, do it. Absolutely. Okay, I'm here to help out everybody that's you know tolerant enough. If you can brave the scathing, yelling, and hatred, if you're here, especially of the female persuasion, I'm just going to tell you the economic realities of what it is. So if you can make money on these dopes and rubes and yokels, go get it. But for you boys, yeah, it's it's not a joke. I mean, yeah, some of them obviously are bots, but a lot of them are just women. Are like, no, I want your money. Tinder is most definitely not the app that it used to be. It definitely has cut the selection pool by a large margin. To the point that with all the fatty, self-indulgent, attention whores, bots, and all these prostitutes, it really dims down the prospects of conquest. If it weren't for me living in Florida, young men like me would be forced to go MGTOW. Great work, by the way. 
Steve. Well, thank you, Steve, about that one. Uh, I keep. I automatically crumple them up and throw them away. When sometimes maybe they should go into the the box of mementos. Andrew writes, "Look, I'm not asking for a request, but I need to say thank you so much. You are a help to so many people who try to get through life." I used to be a leftist piece of shit until I saw your videos and woke the fuck up. I am now getting a degree in computer science, and I cannot thank you enough. Well, thank you, Andrew. He keeps going, but I wanted to interrupt. <laughs> I, I just wanted to because there are some detractors that say I just sit here on, with my thumb up my ass and I don't help people. And asshole consulting, you know, oh, it's just, it's just, oh, it's just Clary spewing shit out of it. We just prevented this kid from majoring in the liberal arts. That's like... Savings of like amortized over the course of life, like the amount of pain and agony, that's like at least a quarter million dollars. Uh, I'm not getting a degree in computer science and I cannot thank you enough. The amount of bullshit I have been th- told throughout my life, like follow your dreams, etc. You are the only one who tells it how it is and says the truth. Please keep up the good work. I actually redirect friends to you to help them. Wow, thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate that. We'll help out a lot of young kids that way. Thank you so much. You literally saved me, Andrew. All right, <clears throat> that does go into the box of mementos. We'll fold that one up. It'll go into the box of mementos. Probably never to be read again. That's a sad thing about the box of mementos. You look back. What was it? I did this. Who is this? Who is this person? You ever have pictures? This is this is more for the Gen X crowd because you millennials have always had digital stuff. For any of you old farts, you ever go through your box of mementos? You go through <clears throat> your um. Your picture book, you know, you have a, like that laminated picture book thing. And there's a picture of you with this hot chick. You're like, who the fuck was that? I, you obviously, did you ever forget a girlfriend? I don't mean like a long-term one, but like, I, I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. It was, it was it's just great. I went to this, uh, this uh, hangar dance, World War II style hangar dance, and, uh, I saw this girl, and I was happy, I was drunk, I was having a good time, and I, this was back when there were still hot chicks that would go to these things, and then there was this cute brunette that I saw, and I recognized the face, I'm thinking, oh, she must have been a student of mine, and uh, I'm just happy, drunk, and I go, and like, hey, don't we know each other, <laughs> and she just looks at me, like, yes, Aaron, we know each other, I'm like, oh, we dated for two months. I'm like, and then I'm like racing, like, who is this girl? Well, I remembered she had been married to the heir of a rather large, very well-known national corporation. Trust me, you know this corporation. And I can't say what the corporation was because he knocked her up and he left her. And uh, and she gave up her kid for adoption. It's just fucking hilarious. And I know it's sad, but she was a bitch, so it is hilarious. Uh I, I, let's just say it's it's the Johnson Corporation. It's not the Johnson. Let's just say it's the Johnson Corporation. So she says, yes, Aaron, we dated for two months. And I'm looking, and, and I also, I remembered it. And I'm like, Johnson Corporation girl, because I didn't remember her name. Still don't to this day. <laughs> Which only reminded her that I remembered she got totally screwed over by this rich fucking kid. And she's like, yes, Aaron, Johnson Corporation girl. And I have not seen her talk to her since. Oh, those were good times. Oh. Oh, next one. Uh, hey, Cappy, just want to drop a line. Thank you for what you do. Discovered your corner of the internet two years ago while researching minimalism. And have since 
Then, listen to the bulk of your material. Deep down, I knew a lot of this stuff already, but always thought I was alone in my thoughts and opinions. Yeah, that's that's probably that everyone knew it. Everyone suspected it. We did not have the medium by which to compare notes and confirm it. And uh, now, it, it, it may have sucked for a generation and a half, two generations with the boomers and the Gen Xers, but going forward, there's always going to be the truth out there for anyone that wants to search it. It's going to happen when people search, why did a girl stand me up? Why did X happen? Why did Y happen? Why? And boom, there's the answer. Uh, nothing was really wrong, but nothing felt right. I just couldn't find a practical way to articulate my thoughts. I'd done everything that was expected of me and still got nowhere in life until I started rejecting conventional wisdom and listening to you guys such as yourself and others in the manosphere. Looking back in the past 10 plus years, I'm baffled at my stupidity when it came to careers, bosses, women, and finances. I, well, you see, but you can't, you can't hurt your, you can't hurt, uh, uh, beat yourself up over that. No one knew. You, you, you got to follow what your advisors and your parents and authority told you. It's like, oh, they're not going to, they got my best interests at heart. I mean, one thing I even cringe at, you know, like gutturally, I cringe knowing what I know now. But when I was younger, you know, but you didn't know any better, I, I would write like these clever, cute little poems for girls asking them out in class. You know, you know this is college. This is college. You know, I'm like, I like you, babe. I like you lots. It's for you. I've got the hots. Hey, let's go out and go dance. Some, something like that, you know. And now you look at it and you just cringe. Like, how bad was that? But back then... You know, what, what else? That was that was like cutting edge. That was cl- at least you were taking a shot, you know? At least you were being somewhat funny. And, and I guess maybe as you get older and in hindsight, that maybe will become cute and charming and endearing. But right now, things like, oh, yeah, I got this girl flower. Like, what are you going to get? I mean, there used to be, you know, you're holding over from the 40s and the 50s, like these traditional norms. Now that's stalker. That's creepy. You get a girl flowers. Congratulations, feminism, you made it that way. Am I getting flowers? Ah, too bad for you. <laughs> nah, I don't want to. Look at that. Getting a girl a goddamn flower literally has gone from a cute, charming, innocent gesture to creepy. That you you and don't tell men that oh men did no oh, no 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 no. That's all your that's all your fault, ladies. You you own that one. Uh I knew I was smarter than everyone. In the room, yet everyone seemed to coast through life happy and clueless. Well, so I found myself working the night shift at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning inspection. Railway bridges are finding myself answering to bosses. So fucking dumb, I was convinced I was being filmed on a TV show. In time, I thought to myself that maybe I'm the one who was wrong in all this. And as a consequence, lost all of my confidence in myself. Oh, what I would give for my father to have known the things I do today and just fucking tell me about the most simple of pitfalls along the way. Yet I had to spend a decade of my finite life to figure out simple shit I should have damn well known. There was no way you could have known it. No way. Hindsight's twenty twenty. When you're in the thick of it, it it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any... Well, it makes sense then to do this. But now you realize why it failed. Uh, the easiest part... The past 18 months has been fixing my finances, lifestyle, and scaling down expenses. Once I had the roadmap spread out in front of me and it made intellectual sense, I changed nearly overnight. Uh, the part I'm still struggling with is mentally. Gaining back that cocky, quick-witted confidence I had long ago 
It's also taking a while to truly forgive myself for wasting a decade chasing after the wrong things. Although at 34, I have a lot of le- living left to do. Yeah, most people don't figure this out until they're dead. Most people don't. Especially young men. A lot of guys, they'll be 60. I see them. I see them. Older men. And they like, you know, ooh. And it's the wives of the girl or the shame that would come with it if they dare to think differently and outside the box. Ooh. Again, I am amazed the number of men who can't just go away for the weekend without the wife getting pissed. Oh, she'll let you go, but she'll get pissed, and so you can't go. Amazing. Your girlfriend lets you... Again, there is no let. There is, I'm going to do it, and you will support me. And she's, yeah, get out of here. I gotta go do girl things. It's like, cool, have fun. But that's why they just, and then their, their lives are ruined or infinitely less than infinitely, drastically less than what they could have been. A lot less fun. I made none of the fatal financial choices. So many stupid fucking liberal arts and millennial slash Gen Xers made chasing after worthless bit of toilet paper degrees. But you did save me from shelling out 45 grand for an MBA. Again, remember, asshole consulting is doing more for the world than pretty much anybody else. We are, we are, we can get you a rate of return in the hundreds of percents, sometimes the thousands of percents. Uh, that was right after watching your piece on the Carlson School of Management or whatever they called it. I decided to pull the plug on that little moment of madness. A 10 minute video saved me $45,000. Are you guys paying attention? You paying attention? This is for the trolls who think that, I, uh, you guys don't know this, but I get a lot of trolls. Oh, Clary doesn't do anything. Oh, he just- it just repeats the same. I say, hey, again, what, 10 minutes, saved him $45,000. What is that per hour? I want to know if you guys provide that rate. Okay, so 10 minutes, $45,000 divided by 10 minutes. That's 4,500 times 60. I basically... This kid got paid $270,000 an hour, or he saved $270,000 an hour. Do you provide rates of return like that? I didn't think so. Fuck you, assholeconsulting.com rules. Uh, I could see you live life at a million miles an hour, but on occasion you should also take a minute to sit back and reflect all that, that all this yelling, ranting, and raving actually helps real people with real lives and saving them the trouble of making real mistakes. As you always say, people are the most important thing in life. If you ever find yourself in New Zealand, I got a spare bed you could crash on. A leggy redheaded girlfriend that I will keep the glasses topped up. And a few Bolivia Boulevard Royal Coronas for the occasion. Hell yeah. Uh, this one not only goes into the the uh, Momento box, this goes into the New Zealand box because I like free lodging. If there's a leggy redhead involved with cigars, hell yes. Oh wait, that's your girlfriend. Never mind. Terribly sorry. If she goes on the critical list, let me know. All right. Well, thank you, Julian. I appreciate that very much. Um, that I will fold. Not. Uh, yeah. No, I know. Um, I know. I got to stop and look back every once in a while. The problem is, I have a very specific goal in mind, and I just have to keep doing this for about a year or two. And then I will be at a financial place where I'm going to pull back on the throttle and not coast. I certainly won't coast. But yeah, like today, I'm sitting there banging out 
requests at the coffee shop, just the email ones for Asshole Consulting. And I'm just like, you know what? It'd just be nice to go hang out with my niece. And we go play Grandpa Bunny Bunny, which is, I told her about this. Um, my grandpa told me this. It was Grandpa Bunny Bunny. And you don't see Grandpa Bunny Bunny, but he's a bunny, old bunny, Grandpa Bunny. And he, he hops out every once in a while and he'll leave you little candies and treats. And this has nothing to do with Easter. This is completely separate from Easter. Uh, and what my grandpa would do, of course, I didn't know this at the age of three, is he'd have a, a handful of candy in his pocket and and we'd go down to a river and he'd be like, oh yeah, I saw Grandpa Bunny Bunny out here. And only grandpas can see Grandpa Bunny Bunny. So if you're not a grandpa, you can't see Grandpa Bunny Bunny. And you're three, like, oh, okay, only grandpa can see Grandpa Bunny Bunny. And so he'd drop, you know, Bubba Bubblegum and Smarties and all this other candy and stuff laying around. And then we'd find it. And, like, and, and he like, yep, Grandpa Bunny Bunny left that there. And we're like, oh, wow, Grandpa Bunny Bunny. And that's what I want to do with my niece. But it's it's, you can either put in the time now and literally save decades. Like, I knocked this shit out. And save decades of time, which will then allow me to spend a lot more time with my niece and family and friends and blah, blah, blah. Or I spend my time now, and now it's so far along in the amortization and and my financial plan that I guess it is moot. I could kind of maybe slack a little bit. But given the amount of bad shit that happens outside of your control, I just don't trust it anymore. I want to be done with my mortgage. I want to have a, a capital reserve built up. That's the next step. And when I get to that point, then there's no more. Then it's almost like you're unassailable. I have my position of fuck you. And then uh, even though I, I certainly do enjoy the finer things in life, I go out ride motorcycles. I allow myself traveling in budget. I'm always bringing that damn laptop with. I'm always working. Um, I'm always saying, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to write this next book. I got to do that. I just want to get to the point where... Okay, I go to the coffee shop, I do my asshole consulting, I do a couple videos, uh, and that's it for the day, you know? Then I just go to the gym, and then I go spend time with friends, blah, blah, blah. But the other thing you're going to find out, because you're, you're 34, and it's going to happen right about now, unless New Zealand is something unique or special, you, you could have all the time in the world, there's no one around to share it. You know, because you know, all my nieces and nephews, they're going to go off to school pretty soon. Uh, the parents aren't around. Uh, so then that leaves you there. Okay, what do you do? You, there's, In other words, there's not enough humans with enough free time. That's why pre-five-year-old nieces and nephews are great because they don't got to go to school. They can play during the daytime like me. You know, we could go fly those those airplanes around with the rubber band propeller. We can go to the, co- the toy store. We, we can, we can, they got water rockets. Um, we can go to the lake. We can do all this stuff. But then, you know, five, oh, they're up to kindergarten. You don't see them. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, but that that is going to end. And unless you don't have a lot of nieces or nephews or children, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, humans can be the greatest thing ever. Uh, but then you got then you're left. You got to go and drive. You got to go out. You got to travel to where these people are. And that's cool. That's fine. But it takes a lot of money, and a lot of time. It takes energy too. I do not have as much energy as I used to. I'm draining quick. Um, although I. I <laughs> 2016, I I did the math. I did six cross country trips, three on a motorcycle. I says, "Oh yeah, I'm losing the energy." I was like, "No, I'm just tired from the time before." And I don't think I'll be doing six cross country trips this year. 
Still, my point, yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware. I know, yeah, humans most important thing. I know, but if there ain't no humans around, it's kind of like, uh, okay. But I definitely want to start vegging out on video games. I want to pull back and relax. I, I do do about 60 to 70 hours of work per week. But it's not real work, so it's fun. It's All right, that's enough. You guys all know my business. All right, uh, spread the good word of Asshole Consulting. Spread the good word of the Clary Podcast. Tell families, friends, loved ones, enemies, and people you are genuinely indifferent about. Uh, share on the Facebook and all that other good stuff. And that's it. I'm out of here. We will see you kids later. That new book is going to be coming out in about two to three weeks depending on how much aggression and how much work comes from asshole consulting. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.